I'm Chelsea Zaccato. And I'm Natalie Heacock. And this is Lumber Slingers. Each podcast, we will be bringing you relevant and useful industry information, including interviews with top lumber professionals and discussion of current events in the industry. Whether it be lumber grading, industry and market trends, or who's who in lumber, we hope to extend your current tally on industry knowledge. Good morning, Nat. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Lumber Slingers. We are in the Palm Desert still for Leadership Summit, coming at you to record another episode on leadership. We are sitting in sunshine. Please don't be jealous. (laughs) I'll be jealous of myself when I listen to this. (laughs) Yeah, me too, as we head back to the torrential downpour in Oregon. Yeah. (laughs) Well, since the topic is leadership, we wanted to bring on a guest that is actually quite inspiring. She is a female leader in our industry and comes from Boise Cascade. We have Judy Haney joining us. Nat, tell us a little bit about Judy. Yes, Judy is one of the first women I met in the industry that was impactful to me. So I'm really excited to have her here. Judy is currently the SYP product manager at Boise Cascade. She has over 26 years of experience in the forest products industry and has been with Boise Cascade for 13 years. She is a forester by education and holds a Bachelor of Science degree in forest management and a Master's of Science degree in forest economics from Stephen F. Austin State University in Texas. She worked for forest products companies throughout the Southeast U.S. before coming to Boise, Idaho in 2010. She has held positions throughout the wood products supply chain from wood procurement to finished product sales. Her family inspires her passion to learn and advocate for diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Judy also enjoys gardening, watercolor painting, reading, hiking, and spending quality time with her family and friends. She's been married to Mike Mann for 22 years, and the couple has two sons and one daughter. Wow. That's a mouthful. But you know what? Judy is a wonderful woman with a lot of experience. So let's get into it. Go ahead and dive in. Thanks for being here with us today, Judy. Uh, This is exciting. Yes. Two young women in the lumber industry. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you want to ask. Thanks. Well, we're so happy to have you, especially on a work vacation trip. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad place to be. So, you got to work here. I'd rather work here than uh, in the snow and the rain. So. Absolutely. I, I agree 110% for sure. Yeah, and it's neat how they invite yourselves. And so you get to bring somebody along and they get to come to the events, which normally doesn't feel like outside of Nolly, you don't ever bring your spouse to anything. It would right. be odd, you know, so I think yeah. it's neat. All right. Let's, let's dig into some of these questions. Okay. So being at Leadership Conference, we want to talk about leadership. Obviously, you've been a leader in the lumber industry for a while. So tell us a little bit about what leadership means to you. Um, Leadership is really, for me, about, um, we had some great speakers today, Leadership Summit here in um, Palm Springs for NALA. And there was some really good take-homes there, which is, I thought most people said, it's about the people, right? First guy said, manage yourself emotional intelligence kind of stuff. And then it's all about finding out what people want in recognition. You know, um, Mm -hmm. I've had people, I've had somebody work for me one time who would not like to be recognized publicly. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important. And some people really strive for that and want that. And so leadership for me is about 
um, you know, very much on the soft skills. You know, what are people doing? What do they want to do? How can you help them? Uh, the other thing I took away from this morning, which I think is great, is rewards are not just about money, although that's it, it's there's a lot of reasons why people stay and go from companies or to companies. And uh, so leadership, you can you can have all all the money in the world, but if you have a terrible boss, it's just not worth it. Yeah. yeah. Recognition is very important. Do you think that on your team specifically, do you have people, is it easy to, to identify, I guess, who likes what kind of re- recognition? So you said you have somebody who doesn't want to be publicly recognized, but do you know, like, how do you get to that? Yeah. How, how do you, you know? There? You have to ask. I, I think you specifically have to ask, how do you like to be recognized? Is that, you know, I mean, and, and most people will tell you what they want or what they don't like. And if they are not very specific, then I think you get curious, right? Well, tell me more about that. You know, what what would look successful to you? What would make you smile inside? So mm-hmm. it's, it's really about curiosity. I mean, it's, it's a great curiosity and open-ended questions. We heard that today. That yeah. is a really, it's uh as salespeople, the more we can engage that, the better. Um, and also when we're dealing with people, right? Yeah. How do you how do you get to really learn somebody is ask questions that are not yes or no? Yeah. And like you mentioned with the cell phone thing today mm-hmm. about getting curious and instead of passing judgment immediately, just ask a question. Then you can say something, but you have to understand mm-hmm. the situation first. Right. Yeah. Are there any specific leaders uh, in your career that have left an impression on you? Yes, I've, I've had some. Um, I've had some really great bosses over the years. Uh, leaders. Let's see. The one that comes to mind was one of the few women paper mill managers I worked for um, in uh, South in North Carolina, and um, she was amazing. And she was. There's a lot you have to do to become a paper mill manager, right? You, <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, you have to really get curious and ask a lot of questions because there's no way one person in a mill that size, you know, with that many, you know, engineering and intricacies and how do you make pulp? How do you, uh, it was brown paper, so we didn't have any bleach. But it's, um, mm. she was pretty amazing. I liked how she did some of her, when she did people, she allowed her team to help others get feedback, good and bad, not bad, but things that might need help. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really important, right? Because as leaders, when we see stuff, the best thing you can do for somebody is to tell them, right? Is mm-hmm. to have a candid conversation and to have feedback and, you know, help them along their journey in, in developing and without candid feedback, you know, you're not going to promote that individual and you're not going to help that person learn and, and, and be a better leader themselves. So I think she did just a phenomenal job in that. I really enjoyed, you know, and it was really fun because then you started looking for things that were happening outside of your team and you were looking at for interactions with other parts of the organization. And, and I, I just think that's a, a good, I think it's a good practice. So that was good. Did it make you feel more like you could go with constructive feedback to her particularly and she would, mm-hmm. yes, it was, yes, you know, open door type of, she was receptive to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which yeah. nice. Huh. So candid conversations are hard. 
<laughs> How do you think you got better at doing that? Oh, I, you know, I am not exceptionally, I'm okay with candid conversations. I tend to have uh, cons- more anxiety with people who are uh, like truth to power, that kind of, mm-hmm. those are on the scale of Richter for me, right? I mean, that's, that's really huge. Uh, candid conversations are difficult. I think preparing for them. You know, I do a lot of preparing, you know, soft skills and stuff. And I currently don't have anybody reporting to me at the moment. And, um, but I did. And it is, it's really important to do that in a way that's respectful and, and curious. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it never gets easy, I don't think, but it gets less anxiety ridden. That's yeah. what I would say. I think it's about caring about people. To mm-hmm. me, if you care about people, you want to help them, not you know, right. beat them down. I want her to be clear is to be kind. And I try to think about that when I go into a candid conversation because I want to sugarcoat it. That's just who I am as a person. <laughs> I want to make everyone right. happy and Absolutely. I want it to be nice for them, but it's not nice in the end if you're not giving them that feedback. It's really hard. There's a, a great, great TED Talk. It was um, Radical Candor. Did you see that? No, but I've heard of it. I needed to watch it. You do, oh, it is great. It is, it's a great story about giving feedback and it's, it's, it's great. You know, finally the individual had to tell the other individual, no, you, you don't understand. You need this help in presenting. Wow. You, you need this. And here's why, because you say, uh, and, and, and it's not because you don't understand your topic and not the expert. That's you sound. Mm. That's how radical that this individual had to get with the other individual. And I thought, yeah. Wow. Right. I mean, those, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, but if that individual hadn't had that radical candor, she, she would not have. Right. She would have continued. Yeah. Down that path. Is that the same, uh, the lady that wrote the book, radical candor? Yeah. I, I wonder. It is. Okay. I believe it we'll is. put a link in our show notes for that. I actually like to watch the TED talk. So being in a leadership position and taking into account hard conversations, do you recall any situation, maybe one that was the most challenging that kind of maybe left an impression on how you lead in, in a leadership role, like a challenge that you've encountered and had to kind of get through? Um, I I think um, one of the things that is always difficult to hear personally is, is, you know, constructive feedback for you, for, mm-hmm. for me. And um, I will say that I, I've had, you know, a few conversations and um, I think one of the hardest things is feeling like somebody, when you're not in the room, what are they saying mm-hmm. and understanding? I think, I think this is also as women who's advocating for you. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very clear that that happened and, there was nobody kind of on Judy's side. And uh, that's, and again, that is as women, you know, that's the networking piece that we have to do and make sure that we do have those people in our corner in rooms that are other than the ones we're in. And um, yeah, I, those have been very impactful, right? Who's advocating for you. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I don't play golf, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, there's things that happen that I don't participate in, not because I don't like golf. I just, I, I mean, I'm just not a golfer. And, uh, but yeah, you know, and that's just one example. Mm-hmm. Right? But, so those kinds of things for a woman are really important. And I have learned that lesson that 
people, we all need people who advocate for us. Yeah. So if you're in a role or maybe you've had this happen where you don't have somebody advocate for you, like you said, is that take you to a point where you know what you need to walk away from? Or like, how do you find that advocate if you don't already have it? I think knowing you need one is the first step. They're difficult. And I think, I think it's difficult to get, I'm just going to be honest. I think it's, um, um, I think it's difficult who to talk to, who to, you know, I don't want to go get buddy, buddy with somebody for, just to right, have the wrong advocacy. Reasons. Yeah. And, and I think that's, uh, I don't know if you guys have mentorship, but we're doing some mentoring programs in, in, in our company. And I, I think that's going to be, I think that's impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah. That, that would help a lot, but yeah, it's, it's not like you get to go up to the, the person on the board and say, are you, can you be my advocate? It doesn't happen like that. Right. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, um, yeah, I think it's just important to help have conversations with people who are not in your particular line of authority and, um, you know, sideways around the company. And um, I just think it's important that, that you have as many as you can, right? And it's hard to do that also when you don't, I personally don't do a good job of tooting my own horn or, you know, it, you know, beat my chest or whatever. And so being being that kind of individual, I think it's a little more difficult as well. So right. we have to, I think as women, I have to get out of my box and go, okay. Right. I deserve to be here. Right. Oh, take table. up space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Use my voice and take up space. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So are you, is your company putting together a formal mentorship program? Mm-hmm. And that's new? Yes, I, I think we've probably had iterations of it in the past, um, but but yes, yes, we're doing that as part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion, and belonging. Oh, I think we've added that programs and and uh, changing, you know, just a lot more awareness. And uh-huh. so, yes, I think that's part of what we're doing. So then, do people volunteer to sign up for that? How does the thing? I'm not sure exactly how they're doing that yet. I don't think it's fully scaled yet. I think there's some of that that is happening. And I think it's also with our leadership, the people who are, you know, going through our leadership programs and things like that. That's really neat. Yeah. Do you ever feel like, I mean, some, I think it's because it's the top of my head. We were talking about it today, but you know, you're, you maybe have not always had somebody who was a female or like you in your leadership role. And so you may be paving a path for somebody behind you. Have you seen people now that you're in more of a leadership role? Have you seen more females or more, you know, people that have maybe gotten into positions because you paved that path for them? Are you, have you ever recognized that that's Mm -hmm. happened in your career? A little bit, a little bit, I would say, yes, yes, that has happened. And it, um, and it's, it's good because, you know, it's, I think um, it's always, it's always good to see people who you've helped and or who you, you know, care about as a person too, right. uh, become more, more instrumental in, in the organization. And, and that actually happens. It, I don't think it matters whether it's women or men. It's when you, you know, feel like you've helped somebody. And I, I think there's really power in that. And, and I, I like to think that it's not just females. It's also mm-hmm. men. And, I, and I've had some wins on that role too, I think. 
feels really good. Huh? Yeah, it does. It, does. <laughs> it, feels, it feels good. So we have a lot of our listeners are just based off of feedback we're getting. They're more new to the industry. Maybe it's their first year in their career. But we have a lot of people who are aspiring, you know, to stay in the industry and become leaders eventually. So do you have any advice for um, somebody who might aspire to become a leader in in their company? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Resiliency. And you hear, you know, that's a, a very cool word, very cool term. And it's not just about it. Resiliency is personal and I think it is probably one of the cornerstones because that's that self-manage piece that we all have to have. And resiliency has got to be important. Personally, you know, emotional intelligence, you know, those kinds of things where you can do self-management, self-improvement. And, you know, and that doesn't just help at work, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it helps at home and with your kids and with your significant other. And I, I just think, learning some of those things about yourself that and, and being resilient about it and understanding, you know, you have some strengths. We all have strengths and we all have some things we need to work on. Um, and um, so that resiliency is really top of the mind because when you get some news or some critique of yourself and, and how do you process that? It's that resiliency that's going to help you through that. And I will say I have done that well in some parts of my life and sometimes in my life. And I've had some times where I wasn't resilient mm-hmm. and yeah, it's, it's important. So resilience work through that. And then the other thing is the advocacy, you know, piece of it and uh, curiosity, right? I think one of the other things that I think was said today about don't be afraid that just because you're not going up in an organization doesn't mean that you cannot be challenged. Mm-hmm. Right. And learning side, you know, learning something that is really just a, a sidestep. Those are really important too for giving you more rel- well-rounded information and, and skill sets, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, resiliency, those are my number one. That's my, I think that's my word of the year. I think. <laughs> Did you ever feel like you couldn't be resilient? And yeah. what do you tell yourself when you have that self-doubt come into your head? I listened to a lady who does, um, she's a Peloton instructor. <clears throat> Her name is uh, Christine de Ercoli. She has these great sayings. So she's a Peloton instructor and she has a website and she does these workshops called I am, I can, I will, I do. Mm-hmm. And she basically walks you through how she uses that to process kind of anything that she's come up against, right? I mean, she has sayings like you're bigger, you're bigger than a smaller pair of pants. <laughs> uh, you know, that's pretty wow. profound, you yeah. know, and, and she's a, she's like, um, she wanted to be a ballerina when she was a little girl and she tells a story. It's, it's a great story. And, and she's got really, really nice, very muscular legs. And she, they, she was told as, as a ballerina that fine. Yeah. Can't. You cannot be that. And and so that's been her motivating factor. So when I get stuck on resilience, it's uh, you word word shop that uh, I am, I can, I will, I do. For example, I am capable. So one of my recent ones was I am capable. I can, uh, let's see, what was it? I am, resi- I've gone on to other, another one, but this one's <laughs> I am capable. I do see a bright future. I will monitor my emotions. And I 
can't remember what the uh, I, I can't remember what the ICANN is, but it's 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 one of those things where it's like a mantra for a month or a week or whatever you need it for, but but kind of just to get through those stuck moments and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's 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 she's pretty powerful. Um, so I have to look that up. That that is helpful. I mean, it's one thing when you know you need to be resilient, but to have a tool or the tools that help you and speak in the way that you need. You know, that's a whole nother mm-hmm. thing that we can all get stuck on because you can go down, you can spiral. And being self-aware. Sometimes when I get stuck in my head or something's going on, I'm, I feel like I'm spinning. And I'm like, wait, I know how to, I've, I've done this before. I've been in this position before. What I need to do personally is, you know, for me, it's like exercise, journal, some positive affirmations, and it's not a quick fix. It's not going to fix it overnight, but being self-aware and trying to figure out how you personally are going to be resilient is yeah. is important. Yeah. And that tool is uh, so she has like a, a word shop. She calls them word shops. She leads you through one, uh, you know, kind of how she does it and what she does and why she does it. And then she leads you through the exercise. And I don't know, it's like 25 or 35 bucks. And, and, and I, I find them very helpful because I find her fairly inspiring. Yeah. So. Yeah. Gotta find that person that speaks to you and just take it, take advantage of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, have all their content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, but that's, I think, just to like put a bow on that conversation as a leader, having those tools is so important for those who are looking up to you and modeling after you and seeing you go through these challenges and hard times, whether it's a season in your life or mm-hmm. at work and knowing that you prevailed, you know, that says a lot without saying it, if they're watching you. Right. So, right. so it is international women's month, international, right? Yes. Well, it's so. it's Women's History Month. It was International Women's Day last oh, week. Oh, day. Okay, that's what I got yep. confused on. Yes, thank you. So what, and just in broad strokes, I guess, what are your thoughts on being a female in leadership? It's, uh, I like the theme this year for the International um, Women's Day, and it was, I believe, Rise Up. And I, I think I'm seeing a lot more, and you, you asked this question, which is, we need to celebrate other women. And we need to lift them up. We, and by that, I mean, just recognize them. You know, if they put a post on LinkedIn and you like it, like it, share it, comment. And I think that's in leadership. Women are, have, especially like, like and you could say in our industry, you know, uh, we've grown up in a fairly male dominated field. And we have some of the characteristics that may not be you know, we've learned maybe some bad things or some things we could do better or a better way of doing things. And so I think rising all, what is it? All ships rise. I don't know what it is. In the harbor. Yeah. Something Something like that. But but I think lifting people and others up and women up um, is really important. And as I'm getting towards the twilight of my career, it's uh, I'm, I'm working harder to do that and making sure that I'm, uh, you know, helping and or lifting up and recognizing, hey, I this is this individual's doing great things. Hope you know that. Send an email, not send it, you know, just doing stuff to help others. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's it's uh, it's kind of tough. tough. And again, if you don't feel like you have any advocates, it's really tough. It's kind of lonely. And it's easy sometimes to get in that mindset of, well, nobody did this for me. I had to pave my own path. Uh, and yeah. I think that we have to stop thinking that way and that you, we have to support each other mm-hmm. because 
I like what you said. So right. rapid fire. Oh, you guys scared me now. <laughs> you got this. Oh yeah, we're at okay. rap- we're already at rapid fire. Okay. What is the last book you read? Charm School. Oh. Charm School by um it's a novel. It's a spy novel. Ooh. Entertaining. Yeah. The, yeah, I, I won't yeah, I won't I don't I don't remember the author, but uh Charm School. Me okay. Charm School was good. What's the most recent thing you learned from the industry? Learning a little bit more about some of our other products and uh, the way of doing things. For example, some cut shop things that I didn't, I mean, I knew we did it. I'd been through one before, but looking at it and seeing uh, some of the processes of how it gets done and then also the supply chain. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I always knew it was there, but, you know, in in our system, how do we do that? you know, where does the inventory reside? Well, I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? On the books. Um, right. And so, yeah, I've been learning, I've been learning more about stuff like that. So that was the hard one. You killed it. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Describe the lumber industry in one word. Homes. Homes. Yeah. That's, that's new for us. And okay. Last one. What is your favorite thing about the industry? Oh goodness. Uh, I think it's the people, uh, you know, it's, it's the, you know, I know people say it, and it kind of sounds hokey, you know, when Jim McGinnis and Bill Price say things like, well, you know, we have the best, but they are some of the best friends that you get, yeah. you know, when you, when you come to these uh, events and, and you get these big old hugs from people and, you know, yeah, I, it, it's the people. I will tell you though, that whole homes thing, <laughs> that is, I like the idea of taking a tree. And something that you can plant again, it's renewable, and you put it in a home. And I, I think um, the individual from Blue Links today, uh, he was, I think he's working really hard to um, build passion and a why. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it has always been personally uh, very similar to that. It's about building homes. It's about, um, you know, the environment. Um, and so, yeah. I like that. Thank you so much. Yeah, appreciate thank your time. you, Judy. You're welcome. <laughs> it was fun. It was super fun.